Whoa, no, what's with Florence? Whoa, what's with Florence? You are now tuned into the Going Off podcast. You sent me a thing about the albums that were released on 9-11. Yes, and it was one of the, I know we've talked about it before. We didn't mean to be making light of it, but just like, <laughs> stick with us, folks. We talked about Jay-Z before. There was like one of those trends on Twitter. It was like, hey, post four albums that came out the year you turned whatever. And, and it was 2001. And just as, like, a inside joke to those who would notice it, I put all albums that came out on 9-11. <laughs> so I was familiar enough and knew that Nickelback's uh, Breakout, that was uh, fucking yeah, si- yeah. Silver Side Up, and uh, Ben Fold's Rock in the Suburbs. But we also looked up The Coup. Yeah, the coup with the very unfortunate album cover of like. Yeah, that's the one. It's like, how the fuck do you know? Uh, um, and now this is another one that kind of had me like that really took me aback a bit, right? The Slayer album. God hates us all. Yeah. God hates us all. And the, oh, the thing that's even more trippy about it is that like, oh yeah, but when the album came out, you know, they had to have, you know, promotional material for the day the album came out. So, so, uh, for the album, yeah, it's just, a uh, um, you know, clothing that had in big letters, God hates us all, 9-11-2001. Like, oh. <laughs> this is the funny thing. The coup and Dream Theater's live scenes from New York both albums came out September 11th, 2001, and both album covers have a picture of the World Trade Center on fire. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> how, how do you fucking know? What are right? the odds? <laughs> like, Dream Theater isn't even about that. They're fucking prog metal, you know? Right. The coup were making much more of a direct political statement, more so than Dream Theater was trying <laughs> to. right. I like that this also includes Mariah Carey's Glitter. Like, like that album was going to do numbers even if it didn't drop on 9-11. Like, that was snake bit from the beginning. The piece de resistance of this whole mm. list was the final video. And folks, you've got to watch this one. <laughs> Pause this podcast and go look up the music video for Bad Ronald's Let's Begin. If you could get past the first minute of the... Barely even trying uh, Mr. Rogers' parody that they did. <laughs> like, oh, it's like Mr. Mr. Rogers, but the old guy's like fat and slovenly looking. What? Finally, we have novelty rappers Bad Ronald. Oh my god. A huge misnomer of the past of the post Eminem pre Macklemore <laughs> world. That's what it is, isn't it? God, what the fuck? Oh. That's a really weird way of saying it. Well, it is kind of funny, though, right? Because I, when they said that, I was thinking that, right? Because it was like, Eminem came up, what, late 90s, early 2000s, and he's, you know, the angry white boy. And, but, you know, he may be angry, but his music videos are colorful and kind of silly, right? You know? So, so like, how many of those, you know, uh, record industry people trying to sign white rappers, you know, trying to make it pop, were kind of stroking their chins and going, hmm, okay, so let's do a big, silly, goofy video, you know? And have the the rapper the white rappers in it. and you know that that's how we'll bypass you know trying to like you know get clout in the in the hip hop industry right because these are they're already just goofy guys but this video is so bad like it's like if you watch an Eminem video oh yeah you know it's kind of silly but like it's a respectable early two thousands music video kind of silly you know what I mean like it still looks like a music video that you would want to watch this video so looks like the VH1's worst videos like. <laughs> I think it's very funny how this article ends 
the group were also among the first to be filmed in post 9-11 PSAs for MTV, oh. but never achieved much memorable as a unit outside of an infamously seething Rolling Stones review declaring, finally, the Bloodhound Gang have someone to look down on. And now, folks... God, uh, this is where I I hope you pause the video to watch the to watch the music video because they ain't lying. <laughs> and like I enjoy some Bloodhound yeah, Day. Like, completely they honest. Bloodhound Day. First of all, that, <laughs> like this is not even in the same yeah, realm. Don't be smirched, folks. Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> you don't need to drag them into this. What did they do? <laughs> We've got two listener requested album reviews that we have got to get to this week. Sometimes you hit on a weird motif <laughs> with the album. Yeah, we're not doing this on this, purpose. No, this absolutely is first come, first serve, whether you decide to believe that or not. But we've got two non-rap albums, two, like, singer-songwriter-e. I don't even know exactly what other two to describers to add on to this, but... Where do we start? Which one do you want to do first? I was thinking the normal album. This might be one of my favorite albums ever. <laughs> no, you ain't never lied. Oh my god. <laughs> this is honestly dead ass not lying. Fives all the way down. No. This kidding. album does not let up. Once. <laughs> I've said on the show before, I hate it when you're listening to an album and it's got this great intensity and then like somewhere along the line it's like, oh well, we need to rein this in. We need to tone yeah, this down. They ran this out album of says fuck that. <laughs> this, oh my god, dude. Uh, Whoa. Will Wood, the so <laughs> there's a song in this album that I'd heard on TikTok Is that a so while ago. Oh, yeah, because this album came out last year, as a matter of fact. Yeah, this is still relatively new. It's from 2020. I heard a sample from I, Me, Myself on Twitter. Ooh, and I was like, yeah. ooh, what the fuck is this? And I looked it up on Spotify, and I was already familiar with this album before, <laughs> what we, <a> song. <laughs> before we did it for the, for the show. So I was already familiar with it. Um, so when I saw it pop up in the request, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, all right. Cool. Finally getting a chance to talk about this shit. If you are in the group of people who have never heard this album, which I'm going to say is probably an unfortunately large yeah. group of people. Yeah. Because not even, not even Melon reviewed this one. Oh, is that so? Not even Melon. What? We're touching a fucking, yeah, no needle drop review. Mm. On this one, not even a why no review. You said the normal album. It's the normal album by Will Wood. Yeah. And we didn't say offhand, and I need to reopen it, who um, who oh, requested right. this. It was requested by Atlas Earth. So thank you very much uh, for requesting the normal album by Will Wood. Ah, uh, boy. Um, Track one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, where do you start? I uh, guess that's as good a place as any. Oh, my God. So, yeah, going into this album, you see S Suburbia Overture, colon, greetings from Marybelle Township, exclamation point, slash, uh, uh, in parentheses, vampire culture, slash, love me normally. So we got love me normally, and then we've got love me normally later. 
Um, and I love that little yeah. kind of, especially because Love Me Normally is kind of just like a tacked on, very right, low yeah. key, super sweet outro to this otherwise fucking whirlwind oh, powerhouse of a song. Of a song. Jesus, Christ. you thought you thought you like American idiots fucking you know uh, smashing three songs together and just taking you off on a whirlwind adventure through what the songs are. Oh boy, sit down. <laughs> Like, it doesn't really play in the space of being a throwback, but it, it, it's, it's it weird, uses yeah. the 1950s doo-wop aesthetic Absolutely. to kind of make you think of, like, happy days, that kind of post-war suburbia. Right. But it talks about uh, anxiety, depression, um, self-image, gender norms, all these things that are very modern. That they're, that they're being dealt with today. We're in the 50s, you know, we're, we're in that happy sort of aesthetic, but then, like, the first things you're hearing are, well, well, it's funny, the first things you hear are, like, these, I think he's, like, it, they're all greetings, right, where he's just saying, like, uh, yeah. hello, Merry Christmas, Happy Halloween, just all of these, just putting you in that, like, this is a comfortable world that we're in right now, isn't it? So, oh, everyone's wearing sweaters, you know, you know, because everything is so good and nice in yeah. this world. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you don't even get, like, a minute past the lyrics where he's saying all of that stuff, where it automatically just, like, starts falling into, like, yeah, like, the topics that we're going to be getting into, like, anxiety and all these things. And it just, like, falls into it so quickly that your mouth just, like, drops over. You're just like, oh, we're getting all of this <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm. white picket fences, barbed wire in trenches, trick or treat, Merry Christmas, howdy neighbor, thank you Jesus, oh what is he building in that painted lady, you know, uh, but yeah, it's just like, but just immediately, yeah, you hear like, wide-eyed and wire, the snap crackle pop of, the snap crackle pop of the Geiger, Ca uh, camouflage billboards for the Leadline Brooks Brothers, whoa, whoa, whoa hold up, <laughs> you elbow the jukes boxes and sing duck and cover, like, whoa, like, yeah, that's what it is, so it's like, it's it still places you in the fifties with saying certain things that are like oh yeah, mm -hmm. but it's like the sort of like yeah you know how we idealize the fifties and make it seem like it's all cute no it, no the fuck it wasn't <laughs> no the fuck it wasn't like just that first thing he references you elbow the the jukebox and sing duck and cover like the duck and cover theme is like a yeah. song that's just gonna be on the juke like that's such a immediately dark twisting thing right like taking this thing that you know was a fifties uh, uh you know iconic thing but you know in the fifties they wouldn't acknowledge that because everything's happy in the 50s it's not yeah. actually anything wrong it's just you know like it, i mean it's the same way we treat the 80s now right where it's just like oh yeah. the 80s was this great fun time that we could all go to let's not think about all the homophobia and, and you yeah. know <laughs> you know what i'm saying i think uh, like anyone that's played fallout 4 kind of picks <laughs> up on this oh of course the tongue-in-cheek uh kind of playing around with the the images of, like, is it this line where later there's a line that's just, he comes radiation? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. all right. <laughs> like, they're rubbing this... your nose and what he's trying to do. Oh, yeah, there's a part where he says, like, Myers-Briggs, okay, Ultra, takes a village to fake a whole culture. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> just that lyric, all the way, like, god damn, you just, you, that's not, like, that. that's not even commentary. You just, like, flip the whole goddamn rug of... <laughs> <laughs> of all this pretentiousness of society itself, you know, like we could be here for <laughs> right? hours if we quoted every amazing part of these songs because oh my lord, something I've criticized in other albums, but I think it actually works here is these songs are very dense, yes, uh, lyrically, but it just it it, it works for me 
because the attitude on this album is so manic yeah. that it just kind of fits into what he's going for well, you're here. You're being pulled along for the ride all the time, right? Like, you're like, whoa, where are we going now? <laughs> yeah, and like, I, I could definitely see how this album could potentially be a little too much. Or maybe intimidating. For, <laughs> intimidating even in both... Uh, uh, content in the lyrics about like what's being talked about because it's a you know it 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 really is cheat code for me the uh, super cynical satirical lyrics over very upbeat oh saccharine positive yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hey y'all formula I live for the juxtaposition but <laughs> I can see how it could be a bit uh, much for people especially songs like. Uh, Second, was it uh, second tonight? Two ear? Yeah, I'm not sure how you're supposed to say that. Um, but it's the second track. How it's it almost leans on ska, but then it goes past ska it's and just becomes almost like circus music. Uh, this, it's insane. We we didn't even ba, really. Ba, 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 da, da. It just—it's so loud. It's oh, just man. so in your fucking. Have you seen the music video for this? I didn't know there were music videos for this. They put—it's <laughs> just like them playing the song, but they put so much fucking vi- vid- uh, visual effects over it. It's such like it has in the title a light sensitivity warning of just <laughs> how like just flashing and just erratic. It, it starts with the doo-wop fun stuff, but by the end, it just, like, goes into this manic thing. And, you know, um, I remember on the last album we talked about, like, you know, the guy has, uh, the guy that we had reviewed, the Crunk Witch or whatever the heck it was, dude had oh, a yeah. very, like, he, you know, he was using his voice in very different ways, but because the musicality wasn't under him in a way that, like, really aided it, it just sounded so right. awkward. And here, he is playing with his voice and doing all these different things, and it's a thing where you're like, whoa, that's the same guy? Like, you know, at the beginning, it's yeah. very clean and, like, da 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 and by the and he's like, it's only cold. He sounds like fucking oh, Dr. God. Electric Teeth and the fucking uh, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Band. By the yeah. End. It's only cold. It's only culture. So smoke and shoot. The- Holy shit. I just wanted that last part by itself. <laughs> That's where uh, the whole being a fucking whirlwind comes in of just <laughs> how breakneck it goes from the first section to the second section because... He's kind of doing the sweet doo singing in the first track, but it mm-hmm. does, it only gets kind of aggressive and a little shouty. <laughs> um, and I like how it, it also adds in like surprise guitar solos and incredible right. drumming in this like throwback music with, but it matches the edge of what he's doing vocally. Vampire culture though. It's such a break from that because the aggression is just turned up to fucking 11. And he's barely even singing. He's basically just growling these lyrics at you. This album takes such, so many different emotional turns that sometimes the songs can sound a little samey, but Mm. vocally, he's bringing you in so many different places emotionally. Yes, and there's so much being said that, yeah, I, I didn't even get that feeling. I get what you're saying, though, but it's like, yeah, like, because what, what I, I mean, I, I did think at first, like, 
when he was doing like the 50s and like the genre changed within the song, I thought that was going to be like the rest of the album. Oh, we're going all throughout the decades. But yeah, as it goes on, it's like, oh, no, 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 we're still just stuck in the 50s. But like, we're going through all the different, you know, feels of that still. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Like, and, and by samey, I, I don't mean that as a diss or a cut down to this album at all. Just like sometimes the, the very similar motifs will come up, like the doo-wop elements. Right. Uh, some stuff like that. But like the beat on yeah oh yeah but like the beat on well better than the alternative is fucking awesome uh the instrumental oh the out the uh, outliers and hypocrites a fun fact about apple's instrumentation (laughs) like it goes so fucking hard that like you look at this and it's just one guy's name but it's oh like, this just feels like there's so many fucking... Like, there's gotta be. I know, because I saw the video. Like, there are a bunch <laughs> of people here. But it's like... It's just like him at the helm. Like, almost like conducting just this, like, the Randy madcap. Newman. Yeah. <laughs> and see, I actually have uh, your boy written down here for uh, the most important thing in the world is the Randy Newman-esque... Ending. Da, 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 da. One day you're gonna die. Try not to think about it. One day you're gonna die. And there's probably nothing after. One day. Uh, it's like, oh, goddamn. You really do need to be in a specific headspace for this, or this could probably send you into a fucking tailspin. Yeah. But if you are mentally prepared for this type of experience, Holy shit. Better than the alternative. Once I find out what's wrong with me, then you can tell me how I'm right for you. God! The lyrics on this, I know, like, we'd be quoting them forever, but there are so many highlights that it's just... It's impossible. I was just saying that everybody, the pre-chorus, everybody knows that, nobody knows that, everybody's all up in my goddamn business. Oh, that (laughs) motherfucking business! Oh my god, dude. (laughs) The fucking spoken word wall of text on Black Box Warrior. (laughs) Come on! This fucking album. You think ideas spread because they're good? No, they spread because people like them. So we're here once again, holding, as it were, a mirror up to your mirror. I guess it's just something people do. (laughs) You guys have got to hear that part when it happens, too. (laughs) The little little tongue-in-cheek wink and a nod. God, you motherfucker, Will Wood. Oh, Oh, I love this album so much. You guys don't even understand. <laughs> it doesn't uh, let up. There's incredible instrumentation on every track from piano to drumming to guitar solos to the to the almost ska to the jazz. And, and like I said, uh, yeah, there, there is like every second there is something to think about with what he is saying. <laughs> you know? it's, it's possibly the most unhinged album I think I've ever heard. That also manages to be very catchy yeah, and very fun, but yeah, all at the same time. Yeah, like th- there are some albums that go completely off the rails, and it just sounds like a train wreck. And you know, it really is like an acquired taste, almost right. like it's very avant-garde. This though, it's very structured. It's mm-hmm. super fucking catchy. 
every track, even if he is just like flying off the handle, ranting and raving about either himself or society or these expectations around him, it's still fun. There's still toe. You can still tap your toe to these. You know, you you yeah. can still manage to turn your brain off and not listen too close to the lyrics to get depressed by it. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, love. Uh, just to say, love me normally. Yo, that's totally should have been the fucking single with this fucking Freddie Mercurial Mercurian oh, yeah. level of uh singing he's doing. <laughs> I mean, I fucking got that on the album cover. It's like featuring "Love Me Normally." Right? Like, yeah, it absolutely. Like, they, <laughs> they fucking knew. knew. <laughs> absolutely. Oh man. man, people need to be talking about this one, man. Yeah, I I really hope. That because of this, at least people listening yeah. will have been turned on to this because, man, like, I'm not yeah. even exaggerating. I can't think of the last album we've reviewed on the show that has been an absolute no-brainer yeah. for me. <laughs> like, even tracks that, even albums I've given fives have, like, a couple that, you know, a couple duds, a couple skips, no fucking way. You can't. Yeah. There's only ten tracks! Yeah, you can't skip any of these. Yeah. We're going to slip on over to No Stranger to going off. Oh, no. It's Florence and the Machine with their debut album, Lungs, requested by IBXCV. Also, No Stranger to the show. I've seen that name pop up a few times on the requests. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've done, I think, two other ones. At this point, there's only one Florence and the Machine album that we haven't reviewed, and I think it's the most recent one from 2018, but this is the first one. Yeah, now I want to go and... Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to now. Um, So this is, especially leading with Dog Days Are Over, this was everybody's introduction to Florence and the Machine. I still remember watching the video, the uh, MTV uh, Video Music Awards, and seeing the over-the-top, super colorful, energetic performance of Dog Days Are Over, and just being like, well, the future's here. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we talked about this because uh, of the quote you brought up from the Todd review, of like, you looked at that and you thought, wow, this is going to change everything. And then just like, nobody paid attention to it really. So like, (laughs) if you knew it was there, you appreciated it. (laughs) But it didn't really capture the you know pop culture yeah as a whole as much as we thought it would well i don't know uh i do hear lots of and i mean lots of uh pop singers trying desperately to do the big cavernous uh sound but they don't realize that when they do it it sounds fucking soulless and when she does it it sounds soulful but you know yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> there's very few people who we've seen on the show do it, and it comes from a very authentic, genuine place. Now, I will say, uh, go, going into this, you know, yeah, w- with the understanding that, like, oh, yeah, we listened to the second album for this podcast. Boom, we loved it. Third album for this podcast. Oh, oh, my God. How big, how how blue, how beautiful. Even when you say it, you feel like you need to give a certain respect and reference. How <laughs> big, how blue, how beautiful. Yep. <laughs> that album, even in title alone, commands respect. This album? It's not that this one was like bad. Definitely, it wasn't whack. But I did get that feeling of like, oh, this 
didn't necessarily knock it out of the park like I was expecting to. Now, yeah, when you I brought agree. up the fact that it's it, it's their first album, that kind of put it in more in perspective for me because I wasn't yeah. actually thinking about that. But when uh, so at the time, I was just thinking, oh, maybe this is one like third or fourth album, you know, and maybe they're doing a little fun experimenting, and it's not really like doing it. Oh, but when you say like, oh, this is where they started. Okay, now this makes sense in context because yeah, there are a couple of songs here where it's like they don't sound fully comfortable in what their sound is, so they're like, oh, maybe we need to do a little punk stuff. And it's just like, mm, no, I see, you're not bad at it, but oh, that's not you, though, you know? <laughs> my my takeaway here is it fucking gets shot out of a fucking cannon with uh, Dog Days Are Over and mm. Rabbit Heart Raise It Up. I think those are oh, of course. phenomenal tracks, followed even by, um, I'm not calling you a liar and howl, the fucking three-track combo of Kiss with the Fist, Girl with One Eye, and Drumming Song, though, they really did just put the weakest fucking cuts yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Because after that, in my opinion, it revs right back up. Like, uh-huh. the, like, the, set, like the second half of the album, I think, is super fucking strong. But, yeah. man, those three in a row, I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. You're really starting to lose me. It w- <laughs> this is where they tried to do the experiment and stuff, because mm. Kiss with a Fist is the, like, jukebox rocker, kind of sounds like Jet. Oh, yeah, she's being a little in-your-face without just writing the lyrics, like, ah, ah you know, you ah. <laughs> you threw the dish at me, and I threw the sink at you, and it's just, like, going over the top <sighs> of purpose. But it's like, but you're Florence in the machine, so I'm, like, really listening intently to what you're talking about, and it's like, wait. What? Is this happening? What's going on right now? <laughs> like, and, it's, and it then, just hits weird. <laughs> and then my big takeaway with uh, Girl With One Eye, Florence Welsh is doing this, like, pouty singing style. Yeah. That I just did not like. I was not here for it. I'm not calling you a liar. I, I didn't connect with it as much. because. Oh, yeah. Like, with that one, it, like, the lyrics felt oddly simple. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, especially with the intro, you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, with just, like, the simple juxtaposition, like, oh, yeah, of course, this is how, you know, this songwriting one-on-one, right? Like, why does someone so, who makes me so angry make me feel so happy? You know, like, that sort of, you know, very simple, like, writing thing where we're just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, I did get a Marina and the Diamonds. Oh, yeah. I, I, I misspoke, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the still trying to get your footing. I'm trying to do all these different things. This is my, you know, yeah. this is the introduction so yeah. I gotta show people who I am. I gotta show everybody that you know, in a fucking in a landscape of like Katy Perry and that's Taylor it. Swift. That's it. I'm yeah. doing something different, right? Because she, she uh, you know, the, I think these artists, like, yeah, also have the like, okay, I'm making pop music that's going to be in the same realm of them, but I can't just be them. I do gotta say though, when you said earlier about the whole punk thing, the one track that does kind of lean at least a little bit, it, it might like dip a toe. In, in the kind of punk uh, field, the my boy builds coffins. That song was epic. That was I like, love that one. That was the mm. best song I got. That was like the holy shit. You're paying attention to every fucking lyric because you're trying to hear where is this going. Oh my god, that hook. that 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 made itself stand out. Yeah, that much more. Like there's nothing like that track on the album. Yeah, and I wish there was more like that. You're right. You know? You're so right. 
Yeah. Oh my God. But this, my boy builds coffins. He makes them all day, but it's not just for work and it isn't for play. He's made one for himself, one for me too. And he's like, she's singing this as the mom. And it's like, in one of these days, he'll make one for you. But it's that way that it's like, it's haunting, but it's not necessarily like horrific. Cause yeah. like there's a weird thing where you're thinking about it. Cause like there's an artfulness to making this that he cares about. And it's like, you, you're right. thinking about that at the same time. So you're not just being freaked out. You're also just like, you're oddly drawn in. Right. Like, like, wait, what? Like it's a, it really does feel like, uh, if, if Tim Burton didn't fuck around and actually made his movies, like actually say some shit beyond just the, you know, horrific oh, imagery, yeah. like this would be the soundtrack of it. You know, it would just be like, Whoa, holy shit, I'm walking through this place and like, what is it? And maybe I'm going to find, uh, you know, this isn't just a haunting setting. Maybe I'll find a book that's actually going to be like talking about the psychological horrors that women had to deal with in the 1800s. Mm. You know, like, it's like, it's not just a horror setting. Like, oh, we're taking you into the horror of this life, you know, like, yeah. And so like, yeah, listen to this song, but, but th this one was a lighter version of that. And in fact, I was, uh, uh, listening to, yeah, Dog Days Are Over and trying to figure out, like, mm. yeah, what's the song about? And noticing, like, a lot of the album has, like, a weirdly, you know, positive vibe to it, but it's positive, yeah. not in the way that feels poppy, right? It's not positive, right. oh, do 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 it's not Jason Mraz, you know, like, we're having a good time. <laughs> no, it, it's, have, it's, it's content. The first two tracks back-to-back, -back, Dog Days Are Over, is the big standout. It, it got probably more radio play than probably anything that they've put out since then. And it wasn't even the best track on the album. <laughs> no, like, it's still real good, and it's still definitely, even a decade later, holds up very well. Um, but followed up immediately with Rabbit Heart, and I quoted this directly from Genius, but um, uh, I'd written all these dark songs, and the label suggested we should have something that was a bit more upbeat. In the process of doing that, I realized maybe I was sacrificing something. So I had a really upbeat piano and drums, but the lyrics that came out were, this is the gift, it comes with a price, so who is the lamb and who is the knife? The rabbit heart is a reference to fear. I'm so afraid of what's about to happen, of being in the spotlight. And then you've got the quotes, uh, you made a deal and now it seems like you have to offer up, but will it ever be enough? It's not enough. Here I am, a rabbit-hearted girl, frozen in the headlights. It seems I've made the final sacrifice. I'm not a musical artist, per se, right? I've never been in Florence's shoes. It seems a little... pretentious <laughs> to, to be like, Oh no, I've written this pop song. I've, I've sold out, like, oh. I've sold out, like, are you fucking kidding me? But you gotta put it in perspective, right? Like, this is someone who's been, you know, a, a musician their whole life, right? And they're doing it right, and now I'm signed with this label, and, and now they want me to be, do what I don't want to do? What is this? Is this, is this all for naught? Am, am I just another cog in the machine, you know? Like, I'm not gonna write you <laughs> that song, cause you asked for it. Is that what we're getting? So it, there's gotta be something in the moment that just makes you feel that way, that, that these people are responding to, right? Because by nature of like, 
you know, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I know the people who know me know that I'm doing something fun, doing an interesting, different sound. But oh, when I get to this ma major label, like, well, I mean, doing a pop song, what really is the difference of me writing like a song with lyrics as opposed to like, yeah, Katy Perry song? What is the difference between me and them if I'm just on the label, just like them, and they want me to just do happy, happy pop song? You know, like I can understand that being like a weird anxiety that can build on you, right? Like, at least have that thought, right? Of being like, oh my god, am I selling? Because because if you don't have that thought, then you then you probably are selling out, right? He's just like, hey, yeah, it's time to make these nuggets. <laughs> I'm about to blow up and act like I don't know anybody. No, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Is Florence Welsh on Cameo? Can I have, can I pay her to recreate the fucking riffraff vine, please? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Howl had... A very grabbing intensity. Yeah. Uh, before the first verse even starts, and these fucking lyrics, um, be careful of the curse that falls on young lovers, mm. starts so soft and sweet, then turns them to hunters. A man who's pure at heart and says his prayers by night may still become a wolf when the autumn moon is bright. Fucking. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and, and just like, yeah, in like taking an extra second to look what the song is about, right? And they're saying like, well, no, the song is just about how love turns you, can turn you into this ravenous beast, you know, like, yeah. just hunting for, you know, the next uh, conqueror or whatever, instead of, like, actually, you know, caring to find someone that you love or whatever, but, like, you, the drug of love makes you want more. It's like, ooh, now that's how you write a fucking song. <laughs> when I got to Hurricane Drunk, I fucking wrote down, man, they really hid some gems oh, in the back end. The first thing I wrote down was, Wow, this feels like this should have been a single. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I love an album that is so humble, so <laughs> that it's just gonna put some real good shit like right at the end. Like, I don't fucking care if if you want to hear badly enough, you're going to like <laughs> th like the first half is is good enough that you're gonna make it here, and they really do test you with those three songs. <laughs> you're being rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> you are rewarded if you stick it through. Absolutely. I was listening to that song, and again, I, these random parallels that'll come up. Uh, I think on the other album, there was a song uh, where someone had mentioned, I think later on, Will Woods had mentioned, like, drinking himself to death. And then on this song, oh, yeah. Drugs, he's like, I think I might just drink myself to death. I was like, why is this? <laughs> these weird motifs that keep coming up. <laughs> we don't plan this, I swear. <laughs> don't drink yourself to death, kids. Don't get hurricane drunk either. No. Oh, get, getting drunk during a hurricane. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, God. And we, and we just fucking had a tornado warning yesterday. Oh, you fucking throw up and your vomit starts mixing with the hurricane. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hurricane drunk. Sure. Yeah, it's like, you know, the, in the movie Twister. Except, you know, you're like, oh, That's God, a tornado. We've got to, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, no, we've got to save ourselves with this belt up, uh, hooking it up to a pipe, which is somehow not going to get ripped out of the ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on for dear life. And then they're hanging on, and it's like, oh, shit, I forgot to drop. And it, like, throws up, and that, like, mixes with the hurricane. And comes. It, it, if only they would have thought to throw up in the funnel of the tornado, it would have... <laughs> I don't know where we're going. Beautifully layered vocals on blinding. <laughs> oh yes. Uh man, I um 
I don't really have too much to say about this album either. Yeah, I, I wrote down... to find out. Yeah, I wrote down for this one. Uh, this is one of the ones I was like, yeah, the song about the self-discovery of what leads to your happiness and, and letting go of the attachments to certain people that aren't for you, right? Like, that that was yeah. like the real contemplation of that. Like, why am I happy? Oh, because I'm not... I'm not dealing with this anymore. Uh, I, I'm letting these go, this go, but, you know, saying it in this very poetical way, right? She's like, no more dreaming of the dead as if death itself was undone. No more calling like a crow for a boy, for a body in the garden. No more dreaming like a girl so in love. No more dreaming like a girl so in love with the wrong world. It's just mm. so like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay, positive pop, you know what I'm saying? You, you're it, it dusting yourself off from your, uh, from, you know, the things that kept you down in the past and moving on. Okay, I see you, <laughs> you know? It definitely deals with m- simpler topics, mm-hmm. I think, or at yeah. least less complex topics than we're used to, um, but still in a very interesting, deep uh, sort of way yeah. that even if it is, you know, hashtag relatable type mm. stuff, uh, it's still presented in a really interesting way that still puts it ahead of, you know, contemporaries and stuff from the time. Yeah. And- in fact, uh, now that I'm looking down, yeah, you've got the love. Oh my God, when I heard mm. that song, that was, this was the one where I was like, even, I mean, even more so than the other songs, I was like, this should have been the lead goddamn single. It's all about <laughs> how, like, Life is awesome now that I've got you in it. But it does, it's not cheesy, right? It's not like the, you know, right. oh, I need to make the pop song that's all about how life is good now that I'm with you, non-specific person, you know? Like, no, it sounds like, <laughs> you know, because you have made my life better and you've helped me with this, it's like I'm realizing that you are so awesome for me. It's like, yes, this is what these songs mean. I need to, I, it's making you fucking feel the emotion, the reality of that emotion, you know what I'm saying? It's not, yeah. just, it's not just going through the motions, you know? Like... <laughs> Um, it was between a four and a four and a half. I gave it a four because uh, I would I would be more inclined to say a four. Also, there are definitely like great songs on this. Like c- yes. compared to like whatever the fuck Katy Perry was putting out right that year. Like yeah, like going yeah. to this like even on the weaker tracks. But yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, you know now that we've heard the other albums, I can't help but feel like this is a bit of a step down. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, they definitely did pick up speed as they went. Yeah, this which is, is good. It's good know. that the opposite happened, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you want that, to see. That this is the humble beginnings, right? Yeah, and um, and then there was that remix uh for uh you've got the love called you've got that dirty love uh with um who is it a uh, uh, dizzy rascal. <laughs> The hook doesn't really have anything to do with what the verses are about, because the Dirty mm. Love song is about, like, a uh, Dirty Cat song is about, like, life is a movie, but, you know, so many people just want to use the money to make the life look cool without really thinking about how, you know, it's affecting their lives. <laughs> you know, so it's like that type of song, but, like, that's not really what You've Got the Love is about. It's just it's just about how, like, I'm so happy that I'm with you. Life is great now. Yeah. So, like, the the clash is kind of awkward, but, like, if you just take it in that sort of, like, uh, you know, gorilla's way, of just like, oh hey, you know, here are two talented people, and, and let's just put these songs. Let's <laughs> play Why not? Sure, it sounds. It definitely sounds good. It doesn't 
directly, you know, subject matter wise, make as much sense. But it's cool that this happened. I, you know, you know, I'm giving them credit by by comparing it to gorillas. Uh, but it is actually more of like a Lincoln Park Jay Z situation. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, I can see that. Now that feels more disrespectful because those songs definitely had nothing to do with each other. <laughs> like the, this song, you when you hear these two together, you could at least like if you're not paying attention, be like, oh sure, it works together, fine, you know. But with all that said, that about does it for this week's episode of Going Off. So I gotta give a big, big thanks to everyone who uh, spent their time listening to our show this week. It means so much to us that you would actually want to take time out of your day. Hear our bullshit opinions. <laughs> hear our bullshit opinion. Maybe like have us on in the background or something. That that's always cool to think about. Yeah, put that sandwich down. <laughs> you know you shouldn't be eating gluten. No. What the fuck? I just wanted to, whoever would be listening, you just said like, you know, wherever we're oh. being listened to, you know, da, da, da. and just like the one person there who's like, being a little naughty and, you know, oh, they, uh, you know, I'm not supposed to have to say which on gluten bread, but oh, oh it's a cheat day. Yeah, exactly. I might get the farts, but he's like, just going to oh, chastise you. <laughs> oh, he got my number. We've crossed over into a weird plane of his existence where we can now see your every move also. Don't you know? Sorry. Did you hear last time? Our podcast is in 4D. Ooh. Oh, fuck. We're recording this with 8K microphones. Right. I mean, we don't we don't normally use it, but uh, the, 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 those are the dimensions. But, you know, that's what makes it special when we do use it, you know? Because it's just like, what? what? <laughs> I can smell the podcast? What's going on? If anything else, it just takes longer to render. You might not really... <laughs> tell in the final product it might not sound any better but boy oh boy that file size (laughs) gigs that mp3 the computer can definitely tell that's for sure (laughs) the hard drive space can tell that's for sure uh the review queue the request queue rather oh boy it is shrinking and i gotta say man uh we will let y'all know when it gets to that magic number where we can open the floodgates again, um, we're still playing a little close to the vest because we don't want to give too, too much away. But plan is that when we get to a specific number of requests, uh, we're going to open it up for a very limited time to try to just get a few to bump it up to what we consider to be our our comfortable maximum. A new sanity so we, number. <laughs> yeah. Because there was a time when we were looking at, like, 60, and Cause we're like, we, we, no. We weren't expecting this, the response we got, which, you know, thank you so much. Just want to say that, right? Like, thank you guys yeah, so much love. But, that, that people would be that curious right. of what we got to say about their favorite or least favorite albums that they would actually pay money to hear our opinion. It means a lot. Thank you. Don't get us wrong. But I think when we did up the price, we were looking at, like, 60 reviews. Yeah, because that's... And we're like... Yeah. That's too much. <laughs> I was getting anxious. And, you know, this was, this was, uh, you know, during, uh, I'll say particularly, uh, part, uh, a, a part of my past when I was probably not as good at, uh, just keeping general, uh, track of things in my life that were happening. So, mm. like, which is like, oh yeah, this is good. And I'll get to them soon, but right now I'm doing this. And then a day turns into a week, and then a week turns into a month. I was like, oh wait, yeah. oh wait, how many do we have? <laughs> oh shit, let me go through this. Wait, how many do we have? To- <laughs> you know, and like, and like for me, we would film uh, episodes of Rift Break and Rift Coms, and I would have months worth of stuff filmed, and I would get anxiety of like, oh no, what if like something happens and I don't 
get to this footage of whatever, and then my fucking hard drive crashes on me, and the the dreams are realized, the nightmare (laughs) scenario is coming true. true. (laughs) And it's like, well, I guess I mentally prepared for this, so it's not the... It's not the end of the world. You can follow us on our uh, Instagrams, our Twitters. Uh, we got Patreon and Kofi's on our own. Besides the uh, joint Kofi, which is where you right. uh, can request the albums. That is uh, ko fi dot com slash going off. That's G O I N O F F. Uh, it's currently one hundred and twenty for an album review, one hundred and forty for an album that you made yourself. Anyone hear our thoughts on? Uh, until further notice. Which will be sooner than later. And we'll let y'all know when that price gets a little bit more manageable, perhaps. Yeah, and on my end, you know, uh, I'm doing the, of course, I'm doing the streams, twitch.tv slash rap critical. You know, you can join me on those. We're, we're always having a good time, uh, with, with those. Um, you know, my rap critic Patreon, uh, of course, just to remind y'all, my review a new podcast is now on the rap critic Patreon. So in addition to two rap critic episodes every month, you're getting also, uh, two extra podcasts from me, so get would act Ooh. like you want it if you if you uh, you know want to support your boy, and as well you get to join the Discord and get to talk with other other fans. I remember I actually heard someone saying something where they were like, "Hey man, you know I I'm out in whatever the boonies, and I like talking about music, but like I feel like there's no one really around me to really do that." And, da, da, da. and I was like. Oh yeah, like no, in my Discord, people just be chatting. There you store. go. Like, yeah. And, and Hell yeah. yeah, far away from me too. Like I'll just check it every now and then. We're like, oh yeah, y'all guys got to y'all just talking like it's nothing. Okay, like y'all just <laughs> got a little community going. Like yeah, and they be plotting and scheming too. Because like I said, uh, well they'll have like movie nights, but then they'll also do requests and stuff that'll surprise the shit out of me. <laughs> I'll be like, what? What? That's sick. <laughs> so yeah, you know they are uh, they are independent of me. <laughs> Uh, well, until next time, for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic, and here comes the click, click, boom, 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 every time you drop the boom. <laughs> I was listening to, what was it, P.O.D., yeah, and their songs, Oh, and, and, and they're that band where it's like, oh, I, I thought I only knew that song, but wait, they also did that new metal song and that new metal song? Yeah. Like, holy shit, am I a fan of P.O.D.? <laughs> It's like I I was talking to my sister about new metal. I was like, yeah, you remember like new metal, right? Like we mainly listened to like hip hop, Arby's, or that. But you know when shit was so big, like oh yeah, you knew that rock song what it was about. And so I kind of did a test with my sister. I was like, do you remember this System of a Down song? She's like, no, I don't recall that one. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, the toxicity of our city. Yeah. She's like, no, I don't remember that one. Uh, oh, do you remember this one? No, I don't remember that one. And but then I was like, okay, do you remember uh, We Are We Are? You the nation? It's like, oh yeah, of course, if you do. And it's like, okay, and just like, but, but I don't really know. P.O.D. I don't really know. It's like, okay, do you remember? Uh, I feel so alive. She's like, oh, yeah, I do remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it was like, she was having the exact same, like, reaction that I was having. I was like, uh-oh, wait. I thought these were just, like, you know, one of whatever, like, new metal bands out there. Well, yeah, one from that's like, wait, that was all the same guy? <laughs> you know what's funny? I recently, and I, I guess I'm just leaving this in, because why the fuck Yeah, I'm, I'm still recording um, it. <laughs> I randomly put on, y'all are going to laugh at me, I know you will, <laughs> chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water Look at you. <laughs> a couple days ago, because that was, if I can recall, I think the first explicit album mm. I ever owned mm. as a kid, and boy, oh boy, Young Muse thought they were hot shit oh. <laughs> listening to fucking 
Especially listen to Hot Dog? <laughs> fucked up me and a fucked up you! If I say fuck two more times! I was like, oh my god, there's so much cursing in this! Ooh, wow! This is what being an um, adult is like! <laughs> you hear, you hear, being an adult is hearing Fred Durst say fuck 46 times in a song. Um, Mom can't but, tell me what not to say! And I'm just like, listen back to it, and like... It was still oddly hidden of like, you know what? I don't know if this is like nostalgia right. or what, but, just but it's not bad, let yourself man. Let enjoy it, you know? Like, I was having that moment where I remember at first, it was like, I remember listening to, uh, well, I, I remember I knew like the big singles, right? You know, the songs everybody knew. But I was just like, some of these songs were like, wow, oh man, chord is really weird. You listen to some of these like tracks that weren't singles, like, oh, this is really weird. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But then you listen to other songs, they're just like, wait, but that was like speaking to like, you know, the, the the human condition of, like, American children yeah. at the time we were dealing with, like, you know, uh, uh, parents who had just gotten out of this, you know, world that just said, hey, maybe you shouldn't hit your kids. Like, you know? Mm. And, it's like, and, and that music was a response to that in a way that matters. Like, when you think about it, it's, like, it's just like, holy shit, like, I have a respect for this song. Now, you still made that song over there that was really fucking stupid, but, you know? But it's yeah. Like, but it's like, huh. You know, in, in that way that I felt like at the time, you know, people were just like, new metal equals bad. Nothing but bad news here. You know, in the same way of like insane clown posse, right? Where it's like, it's so easy to be like, look at this clearly weird looking thing. Is it that? Is it that weird? They're just bad. And we all agree it's bad, you know? But like, where the respected critics are just, say, are just saying like, well, yeah, didn't you hear that bad lyric? This is awful and irredeemable. But like the people who, you know, are fans and maybe a little bit more accommodating of the bad stuff, they, they, they're they able to dig through and get the treasures, right? Like, if you're like, oh. And yeah. yeah. If you know where to look. Right. <laughs> and, and that's the way it is with you and your hot dog flavored water, you know? Like, yeah, you probably wouldn't say, like, oh, yeah, I ran for ride or die Fred Durst all day, but, like, there's some joints in there. You'd probably be like, but damn, that melody. Damn, I can't get that one out of my head. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I mean, and recently, fucking f- uh, Fred Durst at a concert being like, hey, if you're vaccinated, put your hands up. Like, <laughs> all right, okay, you with, know? With, with his, uh, with his uh, new haircut that he's got. Have you seen that? Looking, and big old beard. Looking like a 1950s DJ with the haircut. <laughs> there, there are two roads. Drop down Johnny coming at you. <laughs> There are two very different roads you could go down. You in 2021, you could either be a Fred Durst or a Kid Rock. Oh man! (laughs) Oh man! At the time, maybe we would have seen him going down that same road. But after a while, they fucking took that Wiz Khalifa. It's been a long time. Gotta go down my own way. (laughs) And he took that turn. But um. I just specifically wanted to bring up just to just to call attention to my to my genius uh, references here. Uh, oh yeah, just, just the fact that so yeah yeah the uh, POD right they had that song here comes the boom ready or not right. and I and I watched the music video and I was thinking like oh here comes the boom wait around two thousand wait what's this song about it's some sort of epic shit what's the music video going to be about and it's just about them having like a ping pong tournament <laughs> and like oh, the song God. is so epic sounding but it's just them going like yeah but, but the thing is I love ping pong so I'm watching this video like with fucking Beta Breath like oh yeah fucking do it dude oh shit he's putting uh, some oh, spit shit. on the ball oh shit like. <laughs> 
<laughs> like at first I was gonna laugh, you know, and be like, oh, look at this silly new metal video. And when you watch the video, like there's nobody basically in the stands. So it's kind of like the joke of like, they're doing this real thing that's really intense and it matters to them, but like basically no one's there. And they're playing this team that must be a big deal because like you see on their backs, like this, it says like Sweden. So there's supposed to be some fun like <laughs> international ping pong tournament, but no one's here. <laughs> but that doesn't matter because they care about the game, you know? <laughs> You know, it's funny. You reminded me of one other thing. But before we go for real, um, that uh, I've, I've been going back and I've been watching old uh, episodes of Raw from the late 90s, mm. getting into that fucking old, <coughs> old wrestling nostalgia, which may be where the kid, uh, the Lincoln Park shit is coming back from. I don't know. <laughs> All those soundtracks. It's, it's in you your know? head. You can't get it out. It could be. Um, but there was this gimmick where someone had set up these hidden cameras that were like spying on the wrestlers and it'd make them all like, it would make them look bad and be humiliating. (laughs) But one segment that stood out was the camera was going and it was this green room and all of a sudden in walks Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, (laughs) Kel Mitchell, and Paul Rubens. (laughs) And they sit down and Ben Stiller goes, man, did you see Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon with that chair? And Paul Rubens is like, yes, I saw it. It was great. <laughs> and they're just talking. And Janine Garofalo is doing like this robot dance. And Paul Rubens goes, hey, Janine, what are you doing? A routine from the movie Mystery Men that we're all in? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I didn't even register. What? Why all these motherfuckers with you together? <laughs> and, and fucking Ben Stiller just goes like, uh, you know, man, like we all know Mystery Man opens, I, and, and he's like, you know, in normal conversation. Oh yeah, just drops the release date and everything. Uh, May twenty seventh. And I was just like, <laughs> it was so like, oh my god, just beat you over the fucking head. But then after that, on commentary, they were still like, Hey, JR, have you seen Mystery Men yet? It's the funniest movie of the summer. Like, oh my god. But that reminded me, we were talking about music videos and just like aging weirdly. Mm-hmm. And All Star by Smash Mouth. Right. Was it really a cool? few years ago. Mm-hmm. was kind of a meme. Yeah. Like, it was everywhere, m- mostly because of its association with Shrek. Yeah, but, but people doing the videos where they're like, oh, All-Star plays every time Shrek says this in the movie or something oh, like that. Like, Yeah, and what I think is very funny to picture is some youngin' in 2021 looking up the music video for All-Star <laughs> and just being baffled why they're showing so much of the mystery men yeah, in the music video. <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? I don't remember these superheroes at all. What movie was this? Was this DC? <laughs> and like that's the like that's the video. Did it make like a oh this is the this is the video and this is the Mystery Men version? I think there's just the one. Yeah, and it's just they full of clips at some point, movie. don't they? Oh god, yeah, they do. <laughs> oh my, yeah. There's no cutting around that. Unfortunately, that's just there forever. Yeah. And, uh, as I was looking in the credits of Mystery Men, by the way, uh, were you aware that your boys, the recently reviewed Goody Mob, yes, appear in the movie as 
not so goody mob. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was the level of writing for that film, folks. <laughs> uh, that really does just pull the curtain back and give yeah. you a good old look-see. Because I remember, yeah, they, they're part of the villains. And, you know, uh, whoever, Do- Dr. Disco oh, Frankenstein, man. or whoever the fuck it is. Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah, he's like calling all these, you know, people together and like, oh, they're not so good, Bob, and it's all there. And I just remember having that feeling of like, oh, hey, it's CeeLo. Who are those other guys? <laughs> you know, when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Oh, um, I, I, I'm not sure where we were going with, with this, ultimately, but... <laughs> Me either. But uh, I wanted to bring it back to the, the, the reason I had brought up that the outro, the, the genius outro that I had uh, created, uh-huh. concocted. Because yeah. I remember I was specifically having that moment where I was trying to figure out which... Like, when I heard the, like, uh, here comes the boom, I was thinking, like, wait, oh. who does that song again? And, I, of course, that's when I had the moment of, P.O.D. again? But then my, yeah. my brain kept going, and I was like, but no, there's another boom new metal song, isn't there? There has to be another one. And then I was like, oh, It's yeah. the system of a down boom. Well, it, it's that one and Saliva. Uh, uh, I think they're one-hit wonder. They did click, click, boom. Click, I'm boom. I'm in the radio, coming through the stereo. Click, click, boom. <laughs> yeah. There was just a lot of fucking boom songs for a new metal. <laughs> it really was. But I, I just think it's so funny uh, in that particular instance because, like, I remember not knowing what that song was for the longest time because they. I remember they played like you know every now and then like you see like a hip hop song and like uh, I mean a new metal song in like a, a hip hop movie or something like that right like how high would have mm. like you know a, a rock song playing <laughs> that like has like a rap sound to it but it's like you know the hardcore you know it sounds like fucking you yeah. know a rap superstar by Cypress Hill you know like the 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 rock mm. remix you know like that sort of shit and yeah and I remember hearing that song but not knowing what the lyric was so for the longest time I remember not being able to look it up because I didn't know what they were saying I thought it was like plink plank plunk so <laughs> i was like trying to look it up i was like plink plank plunk does anyone know a song called plink plank plunk <laughs> and if you'd only just if you'd only sang it the way you'd be like oh that's fucking click click boom right but yeah if, if you just would have came up to me and said who does that song plink plank plunk i'd never <laughs> not in a million years what I go? Oh, P.O.D. Uh, oh, of course. For sure. No, it wasn't even P.O.D. It's saliva. It was the, oh, it was the saliva <laughs> one. Damn it. Right. Yeah. I can't even now. <laughs> plink, plink, plunk. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs>